I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Frat Pow. We're your hosts, Auden Rags. Uh, so today we get to talk to Knox, who is the fabulous person who does the Knox Talks, which is the videos and the blogging about roller derby and related things to roller derby. Um, she is as she calls herself, a skater and derby content creator. Um, She works on this weekly roundup, which is a collection of derby news that she publishes, as the name suggests, weekly. Um, She also makes blogs and videos. She runs a merch line. um, And all in all, she does like really cool stuff with addressing derby's community, the roller derby community, such as like the self-care side of things or... um, activism within roller derby but also going down to the nitty-gritty details of clean your bearings and how to do like skate maintenance type of stuff so she's just a really good resource so if you're new to derby if you're thinking of checking it out i would suggest go check out knox talks um she's just super cool and i hope you enjoy this interview so we're gonna start super easy Tell us about yourself. Oh, that's the best question. <laughs> um, uh, my name is Knox, which is a Harry Potter phrase, uh, a term from Harry Potter. It's um, also a Greek I, titan um, in Greek mythology. Knox is the titan of darkness. Oh, I didn't know that. That's, yeah. My that's derby cool. name is Ragnarok, so I may know a thing or two about mythology. Gotcha. So that's like, that's your thing. Awesome. Cool. So yeah, uh, many, many layers. I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Um so I started Derby in 2009 um, in Columbia, Missouri with the Como Derby Dames, which is a, a D3 league. Um, 
I started, uh, the week, um, I started college when I turned 18. Um, I had found out about roller derby just a little bit before I turned, uh, over to college. And a second I found it, I went there and it, it was just home. It felt like I totally fell in love and didn't turn back. And now I'm, I'm coming up to my 10 year anniversary in September, um, for, for skating derby. I, I transferred to our tribal in 2016. Um, so it's, it's, it's been a great decade, um, of, of derby. <laughs> I started doing, um, Knox talks, uh, which started doing YouTube videos, uh, in 2014 in 2017 that had taken off so much that I started the Facebook group state of skate and the weekly roundup, which is a, a collection of roller derby news. Um, so how did you get started with Knox Talks? Like what gave you the idea to even start making those videos? I was in kind of the middle of nowhere, um, the <laughs> middle of Missouri, where there isn't a whole lot of um, there wasn't a whole lot of derby discussion, um, happening, um, on the, the high level derby stuff that I wanted to talk about, uh, wasn't really, there wasn't really a space for it. And I wanted to be a part of that conversation. So, um, and it just kind of grew from there. That's really cool. Um, we were talking about earlier about, um, how necessity, um, doesn't necessarily, isn't the only thing that makes inventions, but boredom is. Mm -hmm. Um, and as someone who's from a really small town, I totally understand that, but I, I just would never even think of to make things that I want to see. So I always admire people who, well, we did think of this podcast. That's true. (laughs) Well, we're not like in the middle of nowhere though. No. And we're also not bored. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was busy trolling, which is how I got the idea. Yeah. (laughs) But I think it's really cool that you even had like follow through with the idea. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it was really scary. The first uh, the first uh, it's still scary, I'll say. But every time uh, I put out a video when I was uh, just first starting out, my my first thing would be to talk to my team. I'm like, I'm putting this out. I'm really scared. Like, what do you think of it? And everyone was uh, was really was really kind about it and big, big supporting and helped helped me uh, keep growing. That's awesome. So what were some of the things that were really that were lacking that you wanted to see? Um, like being talked about initially? When I first started, I kind of wanted there to be more like fun entertainment around Derby. Like there's, there's so much uh, about it in such a big community and culture all over the world that it kind of sucked that there wasn't like just fun, entertaining content at the time. Like we didn't have podcasts. We didn't have like anybody making anything on the internet. It was like just DNN at that time, really. Uh, And so I started with just like fun. But like the first, I think one of the first videos I made was like, poking fun at the, the derby commercials. Um, but then it, it kind of, I realized that I had a little bit of a platform to talk about some important things. And I think the first like legit topic that I talked about was the gender policy, the WFTDA's gender policy, um, back in, God, I think that was like 2015. Um, and luckily they've, they've changed it, but like, that was, um, that felt great to, to be able to say, Hey, this, this kind of sucks and we need to make change. And, um, mm-hmm. feel like part of that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, coming from like a small town, um, what, I mean, what, so for me, it was like being from a small town, I just didn't know a lot about what things like a gender policy would really mean and how it would impact different kinds of people. And, um, just for an example, so what kind of made you feel compelled to speak up about these different types of issues? Totally. 
Um, I was real fortunate. My, my league Como was, and has been, and continues to be a really progressive league of, um, really wonderful people that kind of, I, I mean, I kind of grew up in Derby and they, they really taught me from the beginning, like what feminism was. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was, it was really great to just kind of, as soon as I was able to kind of think for myself, you know, when you're 18 and you're, you're, you're going to college or whatever, you're, you're free thinking and to have that be my community to help me understand things was, was really great. And also, um, I was doing a lot with, um, like the, the local women's center and, uh, the, you know, student, student life kind of things where, you know, being socially conscious and, and advocating for social justice was like a really big part of what we did. So that was kind of like ingrained, um, from the start. And so as soon as I saw an opportunity to like be able to help, like, Hey, this, this sucks. We need to talk about this and fix it. Um, mm -hmm. it was exciting opportunity. And I mean, you have a lot of stuff going on. So how much of your time is dedicated to all of your Knox talks projects? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's actually like something I've been uh, thinking about a lot lately. Um, I do have a lot um, that we do and it's, it's kind of just like a second job, <laughs> honestly. Um, and it's, it's, it's great. I mean, it's a lot of work, but it's something I love doing. Um, but I would say, I mean, at least an hour or two every day is dedicated to something with Knox. If it's, you know, writing a blog or video or, you know, making sure I'm moderating a discussion on state of skate or finding, you know, the next MVP of the week for, um, the weekly roundup. It's yeah, it's definitely like a second job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of awesome, but like time consuming stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think we can kind of empathize with that mm -hmm. on some level because this is the second day in a row that we're in the studio. And going to the studio means sometimes an hour drive, sometimes a 45-minute drive, and sometimes a two-hour drive. But also we get to see Kate, who loves treating us like her tiny children that don't know how to do anything. <laughs> Kate is our producer who's in the room. Oh, bless producers. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, now that we're kind of... We're like a number of episodes into it now and yeah. seeing like what you do and just what you said about how it feels like a second job. It does. We we totally get that. For sure. Thank you for putting in the effort to making the podcast. It's it's great. I just listened to the um oh gosh, I listened to Daryl and then the the Hannah Witten episode. Mm -hmm. I love Hannah Witten. That Me too. Like see her on the podcast. Yeah. Um so it's really it's really cool to to follow her up. That's that's awesome. I'm yeah, glad you guys are doing this. She's incredible. Um so going back to Knox Talks, what was some of the most difficult parts of getting it set up, getting it going? Did you get any pushback? Ooh, um, the hardest part at first was just teaching myself everything. Um, I never learned how to, you know, use a camera that wasn't a phone. Um, I never learned lighting or anything like that. So the last however many years has been a lot of just, you know, trial and error, learning, learning that sign up, that kind of stuff, um, on my own. Um, yeah, that's, that, that honestly is kind of the hardest. Um, the only, I've gotten some pushback in the, mm -hmm. I'd say the only thing I've really ever gotten pushback about was, um, the five terms to be retired video. A lot mm. of people had a lot of feelings about that. Oh. Uh, I was actually looking at that video. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's totally, um, you know, allowed to have their opinions, but it really, um, that kind of blew up more than I expected it to. Um, but other than that, um, everybody's really, really great about, um, being supportive and I've never really, uh, had to deal with anything too negative. 
Yeah. I So we make notes before our interviews and um, like we kind of do some background research and everything. And literally my sixth point was, I loved your video, video about five derby terms to be retired. And then like 6A, did you get any pushback? And then holy shit, you had 419 comments. Yeah. And I was, I was reading some of the comments. Let's be real. I wasn't going to read all 419, but yeah, I mean, from what I saw, there was definitely people who were pushing back, but then there was definitely people who were like, this also has to get retired. Mm. What was some definitely. of the pushback on that? Oh boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually did read like almost all 400 and whatever comments because it was, you know, it was something I had worked on for a long time and I put it out and, you know, anytime people are talking about you or something that you've done, you're kind of like, I want to keep up on this. Um, and mainly the pushback was people that just have, um, I'm trying to think of the nicest way to say this. They just have a very different worldview mm -hmm. and, um, didn't agree with, you know, the quote unquote PC culture, um, of mm. it, which I, you know, there are millions of you know articles and books out there about that. So, um, I'm not going to try to spend my time educating them on that, but mm -hmm. it, it was definitely eye opening to see how many, um, folks in the Derby Birch do feel that way. And that just kind of made me feel like, well, that's, that's why I made this video and yeah. maybe I need to make a part two. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the comments right now. Um, I just, that was a, that was a rough day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I think it always surprises me when, um, I encounter someone in Derby, um, who isn't, um, you know, super open, even if they don't agree with me, you know, we can like talk about it or like someone's just like, okay, cool. Like you do you. Yeah. Um, and then you encounter someone who is like not that and is very, um, sort of like at the very end of the other end of the spectrum. And it's just like, I don't understand then why do you play derby? And like, you're surrounded by all these people mm -hmm. that are so different. And I just, it always amazes me. I'm like, okay, like, cool. Like, I'm glad you found the sport. Yeah. I just don't know how. Yeah. I think yeah. about that too. And I think it's, I think Derby is just so great because it's like something, it, it means something different for everybody. And that's like, what's great about it. And it, it does, you know, it brings everybody uh, out. Well, I won't say everybody, but it brings a lot of different people to the table. And uh, that's one of the great things about Derby. I'll say is that it, it makes us learn how to um, work with folks that, that may not be, you know, be exactly on the same page as us. But yeah, I definitely think I'm like, well, Derby is so such a, a progressive, um, area a, a space that mm -hmm. it's it's strange when there are people that um have just such different viewpoints um but yeah yeah that was rough yeah um so you also um have done some work um in talking about uh roller derby sort of using roller derby as a platform for activism which i think is um really cool and rags and i are always trying to you know, sort of push the envelope with our own league. Um, and so I would just love to hear more about your experience with that, I guess, with your own teams. Um, and then also sort of what you're, um, how you're using Knox Talks to talk about that. Totally. Um, I, I, I think it's so important that ha you know, people that have a platform to use it for good. Mm -hmm. Um, we have, especially with Derby is such like a, um, 
it's strange because we, we have all these folks that are like on pedestal, like, you know, Lady Trample. Everyone's like, you know, fangirls about Lady Trample, mm-hmm. right? But Including also, Odd. She's, she's just a person, you know? And yeah. She's, she's just like us. She's a person that plays Don't you order, dare right? say that. <laughs> <laughs> right. We wish we could. We, we wish. Uh, but, you know, like it's, they're all just people and we do have the the access to them that we don't with like, you know, traditional celebrities. Um, and so that, that kind of makes things easier and harder, um, for people to speak out about, you know, important social justice issues or, you know, what have you. Um, I've, I've been really, um, inspired by our tribal, our tribal, I think, um, it tries super hard to, to use their, um, to use their space for, for advocating for social justice. And I've seen it do some really great things. They did, uh, the all-stars years ago had the, um, it was right after there was a real bad case of um, police brutality. And so I don't want to say bad, a big case, a highly publicized case of police brutality in St. Louis mm-hmm. and, um, at playoffs. I believe it was playoffs. They um, had a shirt, you know, address it with a quote address and had a post addressing it and um, a statement on the website. And I thought that was that was really great. You don't see that with, you know, local sports teams very often taking a team. Yeah. And I. I thought that was really great. And then my team, um, the Archival B team last, oh gosh, last year, two years ago at Utter Chaos, we had, um, Believe Survivors, um, oh gosh, I have the shirt I wear it all the time. I can't remember. Um, Believe Survivors Fight for Change, um, was the, was the phrase. Mm-hmm. And just, feel, it just felt good to like show up and have that kind of statement. Like we are a team that we are, tr- we are here, we are trying to do something good and we want to be a safe space for people. Um, I think, little, I know a shirt, you know, a shirt isn't activism, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely like a small thing, but it is a small thing that can make a big difference and send a, a signal to other fe- people about what Derby is and, and mm-hmm. you know, what about. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm thinking about sort of, um, major, uh, sports organizations like the NFL and NBA and all that sort of Colin stuff. Colin Kaepernick. Uh-huh. Or, or just, I think Ray Rice, mm-hmm. um, because, uh, I used to work in domestic violence and, um, I was working on an agency, um, domestic violence agency when that case came out and, um, you know, we were all like, yeah, duh. Like, I mean, there's a whole host of reasons why that sort of thing happens, but then the NFL just sort of like brushes it under the rug. And I think Ooh. that the, the very like low brow, like sort of always hanging by a thread misfit nature of roller derby really lends itself for us to like be able to be political or app like be use our plat like teams for activism because we don't have that like capitalist like yeah. reputation where that we need to uphold like people expect us to be like bra burning or like you know, throwing punches or whatever, you know, they think people, people expect us to basically be pussy riot all oh, the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think it's really, I think it's, it makes sense. Like, like, um, you know, that the person, the person is political, um, and that you can't ever get away from that. And I think again, like the types of people who are involved in roller derby, like we all come to that sort of space for a reason. And, um, and again, the nature of just like roller derby leagues and the world that yeah. we, the community that we live in, I think 
it's like a good safe space to like, for the most part, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, we definitely have encountered our own set of like negativity at a tournament a couple of months ago. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Where we were told we're not going to name the other team, but we were told that the other team was making transphobic comments. Um <gasps> The bench coaches were making transphobic comments um, in the pri- their prior game. And then in the game against us, we were told ahead of time, like, look, the other team has a warning. Be aware. If you hear anything, please let the officials know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's more of a safe space in a lot of places. But that doesn't mean that everybody who comes to roller derby is, you know, along the same lines as us. Oh, yeah, certainly. Totally. You know, but... On the other hand, while, you know, those transphobic comments were terrible, obviously, it was it felt kind of good to be in a space where it was immediately condemned. Yeah, that I think yes. I, I really appreciated that. A yeah, lot. it wasn't just like immediately condemned by the officials, but everybody on our team banded together to say that is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. And then with a six percent chance of winning, we blew them out of the water because we we're like, this is not acceptable. Fuck transphobes. <laughs> Nice. That's awesome. That's a great story. I like that ending. Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking at the arch rival roller derby webpage uh, or Facebook page because I know I follow them um, and they have if it's not like derby videos, they are like super political. Like mm-hmm. their most recent post is about trans women of color and how mm-hmm. their life expe- expectancy is at 35 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and yeah, we're really fortunate to have, um, we have a diversity inclusion committee, um, and, and they work really well. They work a lot with, um, what we call our publicity committee. So like every time there's, you know, a holiday, like sometimes like, you know, they're, they're not, we're all just people and, tr- and trying our best, like, but we have like a, a calendar or something to get, make sure that we have something to say about all the important things. You know, I think there's like trans day of remembrance was, mm-hmm. um, was recently. And, uh, we, you know, we worked really hard to make sure we have, you know, it, good content for pride month, you know, and it's, it, I think the, the whole league works really hard to make sure that it's, you know, it's, it's putting its best foot forward and, you know, um, being a role model. I, th- I don't know if they, I don't want to speak for the league. Um, but I think they are, um, a role model for this sort of thing in a lot of ways. They're not perfect, of course. Um, but trying, trying really hard to use their, um, their platform for, for good stuff. Um, are you ready to shop? Rakuten's big give week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. So in talking about all this stuff, if you had unlimited resources and you could do anything, like what is something that you would want to do with your platform through Knox Talks? That's a great question. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of 
Derby's issues comes down to the fact that we think we're in a vacuum, but we're not. Um, Mm -hmm. And we, we, you know, of course it would be great if it just existed in a vacuum, but I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that there are so many different people with different opinions. And I think training um, coming down from the top in some way um, would be a game changer for for um, the community side of Derby. Um, I know WIFTA has been talking about for a while um, mandatory trainings and um, some not mandatory trainings um, mm-hmm. for, for diversity and inclusion. And they haven't really said anything about that yet, but that's something I'm really looking forward to because that's something I had thought about. I was like, that's some, so something needs to, there needs to be a resource out there for some, for people. Um, so I'm glad WIFTA is doing that. I don't have any big, you know, thoughts or plans feelings. If I had all the money in the world, I would just donate to all the other great, you know, projects happening like Derby Without Borders. Mm-hmm. Derby Without yeah. Borders. What is that? Oh, oh, Derby Without Borders. Um, that is a great program um, headed up by May. I don't actually know her full Derby name. Um, but so it's a great program where they collect donations of um, gear and, and money for gear and then are able to share that with people around the world in leagues that are um, developing different countries. Um, so that's that's really great. It's a great initiative. That's amazing. I'm now yeah. le- I Google them. I am now leaving this tab open on my browser indefinitely. Yes. Check them out later. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I mean, that's something that we I mean our league has talked about before is um hopefully i mean we're pretty small and um just got nonprofit status so congrats thank you um we are like if we could get a sort of a scholarship fund because we do recognize that roller derby can be so inaccessible to people Mm -hmm. um because everything is so expensive and then in new jersey you can drive probably for an hour, hour and a half to get to practice. And that's pretty normal for people. And that's crazy Yeah, to go if you're going to practice two, three times a week mm-hmm. on top yeah. of work in life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah you would think that like because New Jersey is such a small state, mm-hmm. but all the leagues are spread apart from each other. Mm-hmm. And we have people who are, you know, up in New York and Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and, you know, even down south, people from Maryland that are come up and play on a New Jersey league. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I know that I drive an hour, 15 minutes every Wednesday to get to a Oof. practice. Yeah. Um, Bless you. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. But like we we we've talked about this with uh, Murder Made too, about the accessibility and having a scholarship fund and how awesome that would be because... <laughs> Derby's amazing, but it's not really inclusive for those who need financial aid, mm-hmm. which totally. also omits a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like why it's really important that you are um, letting people speak for themselves and um, especially like people of color and people who are in the LGBT plus community because um, I think a lot of the times we just as humans think that we can we're helping people by speaking for them and um, that's not necessarily the case because like you said we can't really understand them completely as you know someone who's coming from a completely different background Mm and um, I think that can really occur quite frequently in the Derby community because we think that we're doing a really good job, but we're actually just perpetuating um, barriers that already are there with race and class and all that stuff. Totally. 
Sorry. Yes. I'm like nodding aggressively. (laughs) I'm sitting here nodding aggressively as well. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's been a lot of discussion, um, with different leagues about like how to come combat that. And I think like a Scott, like scholarships totally cause like dues, you know, we all, we all pay a bunch of money for dues. And then I know another idea people have is like, um, gear loaner library, mm-hmm. um, which is, which seems like a cool idea. Um, I'm interested in if anybody else out there has any other ideas on how to combat that. Cause yeah, I think that's, that's a big hurdle we have. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, kind of switching gears a little bit, but not too much. Um, you have a few videos about self-care and roller derby. Um, we love self-care and uh, talking about and it and talking about it and getting pissy when people don't agree with our self-care <laughs> ideas. Um, so yeah, can you talk about that and, um, how roller derby can sometimes be self-care, but also not all the time? Totally. Yes. Oh, I, I hate the phrase that it's like, uh, the, the joke that it's like, you don't need a therapist. You just need roller derby. It's like, girl, you might need both. It's uh, like- yes. As someone who does both. Um, I think most of our team has both. Yes. Um, yeah. it is, you need, you need both. Yeah. Yeah. If you can do it, totally do both. Um, yeah. Self-care, especially being in Derby, you know, 10 years, um, coming from a small league, but you know, when you're a small league, everybody has a billion responsibilities and, you know, everybody does everything. And it, it was a lot. Um, and so I kind of started trying to find little ways to, um, stem the burnout. Um, but then that didn't really work and I had to just take like a full on break. Um, I, I love talking about, um, I also love, t- love talking about, um, mental health and self-care and roller derby. I had, um, kind of like a interesting experience in 2017, we went to, um, B champs, um, and it was the worst weekend of my life. <laughs> um, and that was just because my own, I was in a mental place where it was like, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I was so nervous all the time. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. And it wasn't until, I got back and I talked to my doctor and she was like, Oh girl, I think you're depressed. And I'm like, Oh, that sounds right. Um, (laughs) That sounds like a a similar experience to me where my therapist was like, I'm pretty sure you've been depressed for about two months. And I'm like, "Mm, yeah. Yeah. That checks out. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, and I kept trying, I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm going to keep like going to practice. It's going to be fine. And that was a terrible idea. And I made a, I, one of my videos, um, was about the time that I was like the most depressed I'd ever been. And I was like, I got to go to practice because X, Y, and Z, whatever BS reasons I got to go, I got to go. And ended up like having the worst practice and crying on the floor of the skating rink bathroom, which was horrible. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was, an experience. Um, and yep. so that's one of the things that I, I love telling people, I, especially newbie. It's, it's like your mental health has to come first. Derby will not always like, it. it can be great to like boost your mood, but when you have like a ser- like a more serious thing going on, it can just make things harder. And I think that we have, um, we have a, a culture of pushing through things mm-hmm. a lot, like with injuries, that's like a whole nother topic, but like with mental health, I think that's also like, people think that Derby will save them, save their soul. And for some people it totally can, but also it can just make things worse for some people. Uh, so I, I think that's just like a dialogue change. It's just like a shift that our, our community needs to, needs to make overall. And I think the more people that share their stories about that, I, I listened to your Maven episode, um, recently love her and everything she's doing, um, with the stock stigma. Um, I think the more people that just share like, Hey, this isn't that easy. It's cool to take breaks. Um, that yeah. can help a lot of people. 
Yeah, I am definitely guilty of that. Absolutely. Also, on in the rink bathroom, it was not really fun. Um, <laughs> I think we've all had some sort of meltdown in a rink bathroom. Um, but it, what you said about how you need both, you know, like, yes, derby works, but you also need a therapist. Um, so I'm part of the weightlifting community, too. And this reminds me, I watched a rant like a month or so ago by this powerlifting coach who basically said, if you are in the gym as your therapy, I don't want to be in the fucking same gym as you because Mm -hmm. that means you're not taking care of yourself. You're not taking care of the other people around you and you're not taking care of the equipment. And because you're not respecting yourself, I can't trust you to respect me. And I don't want to share that space with you because you're full of bullshit and that's not helping my bullshit. Because you're just going through the same mental right. mental hoops that you've been going through. And it's therapies about creating new mental habits. Right. Exactly. Space. Um, on a completely different note, I want to talk about um, park skating. So my goal this summer is to do more park skating, which is to say that I barely went to the park ever before this um in my skates so i don't know something i really admire about you and a lot of derby skaters is the um that you do both so both um park skating and derby and i just i guess less talking about park skating and more just telling you that i really think that (laughs) you do really cool stuff on ramps um and that i am terrified of them (laughs) I get that. I get that. Yeah. I was super terrified for a long time too. Um, and it wasn't until I got my little like CIBSTL crew together that I started like actually doing things. So I had like a community of people cheering me on and also falling and looking stupid as well. So mm-hmm. my biggest, my biggest tip is find some people to go with you. It changes everything. Yeah. I have a lot of wheel imprints on my butt currently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that one. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I'm still afraid of ramps. And I get that. There's, I won't lie to you. There are a lot of ways you can get hurt on Rams, but there's also a lot of ways you can get hurt in Derby. Um, yeah. So just, you know, wear your pads, always wear your helmet, always wear your helmet, um, fall forward. Don't drop in until you're, you know, don't drop in for, I feel like that's like the biggest thing. Everyone's like, I'm going to drop in. Cause that's step one. It's like, Nope, that is not step one. Let's let's not hurt yourself because I think most of the concussions that I've seen with newer skaters or accidents I've seen with newer skaters is people being a little overconfident and dropping in, and then they they fall backwards and they smash their head real bad. It's yeah, yeah, not not good. <laughs> but to say, but I also with that want to say it's not that scary. Like it's not that bad if you take it slow. Like don't don't do anything wild and you'll you can still have fun and, and be fine. Yeah, I um I dropped in on a mini ramp and I was like that's and that's enough for me. <laughs> I'm good now. Know your limits for sure. Do you have anything else that you would like to add, Knox? Hmm. What are things that you're working on? Um anything, anything you, you want to plug? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Shameless um, self-promotion. I, yeah, um, I'll totally take that opportunity. Um, I want to plug my email list. Um, I just started doing an email list where I send out um, the weekly roundup uh, straight to your inbox before it gets posted anywhere else. So if anyone uh, is interested in that, you can just go to knoxtalks.com backslash email. Um, so I just I really I think the weekly roundup is it's like my favorite thing that I make and I love getting to highlight, you know, MVPs of the weeks and fundraisers and um 
important topics. Um, so if you ever have anything to, you want me to add to it, please let me know and share it with your friends so that everybody's, you know, caught up on Derby News. That's my plug. Thank you. Awesome. (laughs) I think I signed us up for that odd, by the way. Okay. Oh, so you saw that? Yes, you did. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I was just like, I want to be the first to know these things. Boom. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Unless there's anything else that you would like to add. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember bringing up the idea of talking to you like a few months ago to Odd. Yeah. And you were kind of like that reach goal of like, we want to get to the point where we can talk to Knox. Oh my God. That's hilarious. And a few people yeah. actually told me to talk to you. Oh, that's great. So that's a- I'm really happy. This is me fangirling. It's a very mute fangirling thing, but I'm really excited that we got the chance to talk to you. Um, no tears or does it matter? I, I was gonna say, I, I'm super like impressed slash hurt that you're not crying. I, <laughs> I, I don't do like the, the, the crying fangirling. I do like this, like stupid smile on my face of like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Odds looking at me going like, yeah, you're doing the stupid smile. I'm just really excited that I got, like, we got the chance to talk mm-hmm. to you. Cause like for a long while, you just seemed kind of unattainable to get. Now you're putting her on a pedestal. No, it's just like, you know, when you started off really small and then all this, like everybody seemed like a reach goal. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're at the point where like we get to talk to Knox, who's like one of the biggest names in roller derby, like Mm -hmm. in terms of blogging and vlogging and everything. Yeah. So that's wild. That's cool. That's cool to hear that from the outside. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. I I appreciate you guys. That's that like made me feel really cool. You can use that as as that that can be your headline. Yeah. I, I will. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. They think I'm cool, y'all. <laughs> we do think you're cool. And a few people have told me how cool you are and to talk to you. So, so it's not just us. Yeah, it's a not just us. Right now. <laughs> um, you guys are too sweet. I know. I love when you guys message me about this. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I, I listen to your podcast. Like, that's amazing. So I'm, I'm going to fangirl a little bit. And uh, yay. Thanks for listening to our interview with Knox. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Frowpout Podcast. Um, you can also send us emails at frowpowpodcast at gmail.com. And please, please, please rate and subscribe so that you can share Frowpow love with everybody you know and everybody else can find us too. Mm-hmm. And as always... Don't be a dick. dick.